Hey everybody, welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim and then this is the last freaking episode of HEA Season 7. Let's celebrate. Woo, I'm Kyle and I got juices, but you gotta flow them. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Pat Kyle. Kim, you ain't gonna fucking <laughs> cry or something, right? <laughs> Kyle, Liz has vanity plates that say Big Ed's girl. I bet. Do, uh, do you think Ed bought them for her? I maybe. I don't know. Like, what does. Uh, well, we'll have to do a deep dive into the <sighs> psychology. But like, why would you want people to know that? Uh, when you're driving your Hyundai around San Francisco, San Diego and. <sighs> yeah. Oh, that's Big Ed's girlfriend. Oh, like what? Yeah. <sighs> what is the. Why do you want to advertise? Exactly. <laughs> it says a lot. I don't know. I mean, it was th- this episode was very Jovi and Yara heavy. A lot of contrived drama. <laughs> I love how Jovi keeps bringing it back. Andre would even would even agree with me on that. <laughs> Wouldn't you, Andre? And he's like, yes, I do believe that property should be in both spouses names yes yes i agree with you but also uh strip club and you're ugly (laughs) he will not let the strip club thing go it's really funny i think that the producers offered him a bonus like every time you bring up the strip club you get an extra ten (laughs) dollar amazon gift card or something it's so stupid it's just relentless it never ends i don't understand it I I know it's so dumb. And then, like this this poor bartender. I love how nobody gives a fuck. Like after they go back to the bar to the after party, nobody cares. Like Yar's in a flannel. I think at one point, Kimbali is wearing like ripped jeans and a t shirt. Like there are just Liz is the only person trying to dress up. Angela, nobody cares. Angela's nipples out, so she's trying. Oh jeez, Louise. Yeah. That's one way to do it. Uh, what do you think the power bike is, Kyle? If you had to describe the power bike, is that a move that you've used in the past? I, I mean, I'm trying to just like imagine some kind of sexual position where I'm engaging my knees. <laughs> and I can't, <laughs> I can't really come up with anything to be honest i don't understand what and he he would have to be on his back in order to move his legs like in a bicycle motion so that makes me even more confused what is he like is she kind of doing a cowgirl thing but he's using his legs to bounce her (laughs) this is gonna produce some mental images that i did not want Uh, yeah, that was, I mean, overall, I think I'm just so happy the freaking season's over, but I, it was a lot of Jovi and Yara. Notice, Kyle, notice that they, not once did they talk about how long Yara was in Europe after Jovi left, because guess no. what? It was probably four freaking days, and then she went home, and it wasn't a big deal, and that's why they never talked about it. The whole season, we get, oh, Yara, she's going to stay. She's never going to come home. And then it's never discussed on the tell-all, and nobody asked about it. The only thing I was thinking this entire last episode is that Submit got the best fucking deal of 
anyone on this tell-all, didn't he? He he got Did they paid. Even, I can't. Yeah. He, he said three sentences in episode Maybe. one, and that is it. He had nothing, nothing to yeah, say nothing. whatsoever the entire rest of the time. I I want that. I want that gig. Yeah, seriously. And then I mean, and it, uh, f- look, everyone has skeletons in their closet. This this tell-all, they could have grilled the shit out of this guy. And he, mm-hmm. God, it was ten minutes maybe of the of Jenny and Summit, and that was it. They barely that was it. They, they really got off easy. They barely grilled him on having like a secret baby. They didn't even talk about her breaking his stomach or his belly button uh, alignment. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is Sean Robinson talking about edging with fucking? <laughs> <laughs> Bilal, but you uh, nobody absolutely nobody interrogates submit about f- getting his belly button fucked off come on yeah come on man i want to hear more about kama sutra yoga it was funny though when they were all all the girls except yara who has a brain cell was they were sitting down and trying to you know talk about the juices flowing and whatever they were trying to get information out of Jenny and Jenny was not having it. Like this is where Kimberly brags about power bike. This is where Angela brags about teaching Michael like how to have sex good. And then they're like, Jenny, what do you like? A caress. And she's like, a massage. My neck hurts because I'm old. So he massages it. <laughs> like that's all she says. She will not go into details. And I thought that was really funny. You know, he's he's perfect for me and that's fine and I like him as well. <laughs> They don't ask about the Kama Sutra yoga. That would have been a great, a great time to ask her about that. But they didn't go there. Uh, I also love that Kimberly is trying to instigate. She really, really wants somebody to throw a glass of alcohol on somebody else. Doesn't matter who it is. Liz is the obvious, you know, person to pick out. But Kimberly doesn't have a beef with anybody, so she's unable to throw a drink on someone. So she's trying to. She's like, you know what you should do. You know what you should do, Liz. You should just go in there while you're looking snatched and you make a big deal about it. I'm like, this is terrible advice. Terrible. It will just start a fight that will last for hours and everybody will be annoyed. And like, why are you giving this advice? Kim Angela. Fucking Angela has better advice than Kim Bali. Dude. It doesn't like, why you have Jenny sitting there telling her that she deserves more and that she please don't go back to him and just like kind of being encouraging while also shitting on Big Ed. You have Angela telling her, you have Angela telling Kim Bali that he's clearly using you and lying to you and I used to hate you for no good reason, but now that we're friends, this is how you should feel. And Kim Bali's advice is to go commit acts of violence. Like why, <laughs> like why is she the one giving the most toxic advice of anyone at the tell hall? I don't know. And I also don't know why she cares so much about this Angela and Usman situation. Like, dude, you're not together. Why do you care about Angela's status with Usman? It's completely irrelevant, except at the tell-all. And it won't ever be relevant again. So just like, why are you so invested in Angela apologizing to him or vice versa? It's so silly. Um, does but, she think that yeah, Does the- she think that her herself and 
Angela are going to be on HEA season eight. I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility. So maybe she's trying to patch things up before the inevitable next filming session starts. Yeah. I mean, I guess she's just trying to keep the door open for that or set up some drama so that they get asked back. Nobody cares. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It is ironic that everybody went into this tell-all, like the entire cast being like, oh, Angela's here. We all have to stand together against her. She's such a nuisance. We all hate her. And then by the end, everyone hates Ed. Angela has somehow managed to make friends with people. And everybody's just like, we cannot listen to this man speak another word. Please get Ed out of here. We hate him. And I just I did think that was interesting to the point where they they're so exhausted by him that they can't even muster up a fake like rebuttal to his bullshit for the cam for 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 drama. I mean, I'm sure the TLC producers are waiting on hand and foot for someone to really engage him and have something juicy happen, but he's so transparently a ridiculous human being. By the end, they're literally just laughing at him and shutting him down and just, Ed, don't fucking talk. Go away. What are you doing? He's a a petulant child that they're swatting away like an annoying dog that's begging for scraps or something. Please, sir, may I start some drama? No, fuck (laughs) off. Nobody cares. And the the bar is so, like, the space that they're in is so small at that after party that literally when Jovi's like, fuck off, go away. He just walks two feet. Yeah, he, like, walks two feet and turns 90 degrees. Like, that's the only way that there is to get away from, from each other there. I thought that was really funny. It was. Can you name the most popular answers to five items you might find on a work desk? What about occasions where people might give a gift or types of insurance? Popular answers only. Fun Frenzy Trivia is a free mobile trivia game with over 60 different categories, including music, TV, animals, and celebrities. If you choose the most popular answers to each question and beat the clock, you move on to the next level. It sounds simple, but the questions get harder over time. But if you get stuck, don't worry. You can use coins and gems to get hints and beat the level. If you love trivia like I do, you'll love fun, frenzy trivia. I really love trivia games. And when I have a few minutes to myself, like if I'm in the waiting room at a doctor's office or a dentist office, or even if I'm at a complete standstill at a drive-thru, I just love kind of opening up the app, playing a couple rounds of a fun trivia game. And this one's really fun. Fun Frenzy Trivia is an exciting brand new game on the App Store from the creators of the number one trivia app, Trivia Star. Download Fun Frenzy Trivia today to challenge yourself. Just go to Apple or Google Store and search for Fun Frenzy Trivia. Download Fun Frenzy Trivia for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kyle, uh, do you want to just start from the beginning and do a little play-by-play? Yeah, I mean... Usman uh, and Michael. (laughs) Usman says he would rather die (laughs) than not fight back with Angela. And um, it just, like, your pride is not going to help with a person like her it's it's a it's a pride supernova it's like two two celestial it's like the moon crashing into the earth that's not gonna fucking do anything to fight back it's so stupid uh i thought this was the funniest segment this first three minutes because usman deduces that Angela knows I'm smarter than you, Michael, and that's that's why she doesn't she doesn't want us to hang out. Like I'm smarter than you. She knows this. <laughs> Michael doesn't fight back at all. <laughs> and then he says, "Well, Michael's a child that can't control himself on social media, so I do understand why Angela forbade it." <laughs> uh, Michael Michael seems very very dumb, but uh, and look, Usman is not some pillar of intellect, but the guy has made a sort of name for himself, uh, banging oldies and singing about totally different women. (laughs) So I don't know the guy he's, he's doing, uh, is he international superstar? No, but he's doing fine for himself. Unlike Michael who gets blowjobs doing lift. Uh, He's dependent on Angela. Yeah. He is. Well, no, I mean, look, to be fair, she has made him dependent on her with her abusive bullshit. Yeah, that I mean, that's correct. But I just I thought these first few minutes were really funny. Usman is right, though. He's like, look, I never had an issue with Angela. She's the one that came for me. She called me a scammer. And, like, that's why I retorted. I I didn't ever say anything or mention her name. Nothing. You know, I didn't stand in front of the mirror and say Beetlejuice. Like, she just came after me to to start something. So, I, I don't know. I just thought... The two, these two obviously have hung out and they know each other really well. Like Usman gets at, he knows exactly, or Michael knows exactly where Usman is. And he just walks a couple doors down and acts like he just saw this dude like an hour ago. He's no, like, oh, hey. Kim, it's a different hotel. Didn't you listen to Michael? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody believes that, Michael. Everybody. Can we, can we talk about like the biggest drama with, with Jovi and Yara that could be solved is like, why don't they just put Mila in daycare? They keep talking about like Gwen's having to drive two hours each way to babysit. Why is this a thing? They have money. Get a fucking nanny or like put Mila in a preschool for two days a week. Problem solved. This is not hard. Isn't the kid like three? Like I understand when she was a baby or it was like super you know, protective about it, but like, come on, man. Gwen is not the only human capable of taking care of this child for two days a week so Yara can get some work done. It's I just I it, nobody on the show seems capable of figuring out fucking childcare. It's so frustrating. It's really odd that almost everyone in the cast that at least talks during this part seems to implicitly shame Yara for 
not being around Mila 24/7 as if it's I don't get it's it. really strange um she she gets very offended and emotional th- th- there's this really clear insinuation you know by a lot of people Andre you know s- kind of starts this that she just abandons Mila with Gwen and doesn't give her enough attention or something and and she looks like she's going to rage cry and this is really infuriating she she reminds everyone I'm working. I need my time too. I, like this is, yeah. biz- it's just bizarre that, uh, I don't know. Like who, oh, where do these people live that you can just not put your child in the care of any other human being until what they go to kindergarten or something. It's just wild to me that there's this, even if they don't say it, all the questioning, even by Sean Robinson, of the way that Yara manages her time with Mila is is like really insulting and, and strange. Yeah, I didn't like I, I just don't understand what the bit like almost every working mother I know has a lot of help with childcare. There's either daycare, they have a, a babysitter that they can call, they have a part-time nanny. I mean it's just, just like working parents need childcare. This is not unique to Yara. And she does start crying and it's really frustrating. And then freaking Ed comes in like, I'm going to be a hero of women for a second. And he's like, you know, it's just unfair the pressure we put on women. Like she's got to work and raise the kids and like make dinner for her husband and then keep her man happy. And I'm thinking, who the fuck expects a woman to do all this, Ed? Only you. Yeah, well, Nobody Ed's, expects that. Ed's fucking solution to that problem is to tell Liz to not work. <laughs> we just yeah, expect women to-, to work and take care of the kids, and it's a double standard. My solution is don't allow them to work. That fixes yeah, the problem. Wants- yeah, then you can control them so yeah. much more easily. I mean, even honestly, even if Yara weren't working, expecting her to be Mila's caretaker for 24 seven, I think is a lot like you need some time to go. I don't know. Get your hair done. Go on a walk without your child. Like go just have some time to yourself. And the fact that the whole cast shames her is really frustrating. Um, I, but again, I just, I don't, they, they have like Jovi makes good money. I don't understand why they don't just put her in a really good daycare, like two days a week, or get a part-time nanny to come watch her at home if that's what you're comfortable with. But it's just, uh, it, it's really frustrating. It, it's it's so, such an, an easily solvable problem. I don't. I, yeah. The root of this is that Andre desperately wants to fuck Yara. <laughs> That's what this is Why about. He just say that. He just endlessly goes after Jovi in a way that just feels so fucking fake and weird. And he he's like, you the Jovi, you're not best looking in the relationship. He basically calls Jovi really ugly. <laughs> tells him he shouldn't really leave. <laughs> tell him he can't leave his daughter ever ever to go on safari, even though he's gone six months out of the year working. Um, this is Yara's, it's, but Yara's fault. She encouraged this behavior. If I was married to Yara, I shirtless clean pool, drink yingling beer and put more baby inside. 
Did we just turn into Georgie? Is this in preparation for Darson's taste? <laughs> that's uh, that's our Arch Andre. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I, just, I I really enjoyed the horror on everyone's face when Andre just straight up calls Jovi ugly. <laughs> that was I, according to Angela. He is model. What did she say? Model <laughs> yeah. level Gord. I was like, uh, that's just like you went too bit, far. Too now far. we know that's not. That's not sincere. I mean, like, yeah. Even Shida even says, I think you're an attractive guy, Jovi. Jovi's like, I do not have any qualms about my level of attractiveness. I'm fine. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Jovi also wants a second child. This is a big topic. And Gwen, again, this is going back to the childcare thing. Gwen's like, they always need a babysitter. How are they going to have two? Well, at that point, like, if you get a babysitter, does the babysitter just watch, like, the two kids instead of one kid? They make a f- these these fucking people. If if Yara is as successful as she claims that she is, and we know Jovi's making a shitload of money, these people are making like four hundred grand a year. I know that is like, that is way off, way off. Jovi makes six figures. He's not making four hundred thousand dollars a year. That's nuts. If Yara, I, I think you're wrong. I don't think I didn't say Jovi's making 400 grand. I'm saying if Yara has enough cash around to even entertain just buying a condo YOLO, and from what we've seen, Jovi's around like the 200,000 range. All I'm and saying is that the, these mm. fucking people can afford childcare. That's all I'm saying, Kim. Yeah, I agree that they can. Glassdoor says he makes about 120. I think that's more in the rate. They live in Louisiana. The cost of living is not high. And I feel like Yara, I feel like she makes some money. I just don't, I just don't feel like she had me making much from her online shop. The margins are so thin. I don't know. Maybe she is. What the fuck do I know? But yes, your point is they have plenty of money to like send Mila to daycare a few days a week or full time if, if they need to, if that's what Yara needs to, I don't know how any woman works without full time daycare. How do you get if you work full time, you need full time child care. That's it. Like, it's pretty simple. <laughs> I just don't. OK, um, so Joby wants a second child. I don't know that there's much to say here. People people all agree that Jovi wants to impregnate. They use the word impregnate. Jo- <laughs> Jovi wants to impregnate Yara. So that she's trapped. <laughs> That's a basic consensus. Angela, I mean, at some point in this back and forth, Angela says the most intelligent thing that she's ever said on any of these tell-alls because Ed is trying to chime in with his whole bullshit about double standards with women. And she replies to him like something really, really important and poignant, which is Ed you always take up for other women, but you never stick up for Liz, and it's fucking annoying. Yeah. And yeah. he really doesn't have anything to say. He just, I don't rem- I only remember what he, he just spews something random and, un- you know, unintelligible. And then there's this back and forth. They Then they kind of start talking about the fight that Jovi had with Gwen. And... uh. 
they really just rehash what happened, but nothing is really resolved. And then Sean Robinson rings the, well, it's time to move on, Bell. And that's kind of it. <laughs> I just, this does explain a lot, though. Gwen does confirm that she lives two hours away from them. And it just makes me wonder remember when Yara found, she found the apartment that they still live in? I don't think they've moved since that. Why was Yara, like, why wasn't Gwen? employed to help her look for an apartment closer to Gwen because Joby was overseas at this time and it was all Yara's decision yeah but like why would you if you know that you need grandma's help why would you move two hours away I think I'm sorry Yara but like some of this is on you if I had a family member and I knew that I needed their help with childcare and that my husband was traveling like literally 50% of the time I would probably move next door to that person like to be clear, I mean, it would make her life a lot easier. I just assume it's in an undesirable, what Yara thinks is an undesirable, like, part of Louisiana, but I I don't know. It just, they, yeah. That's- I don't, yeah, I don't know what the geography is. Like, maybe moving closer. I assume that Yara doesn't want to live in the same town as Gwen because it is in Swamp. So, yeah. and and, you know, they got really fucked up by storms and flooding constantly do you remember she had to rebuild half her house but so she doesn't want to live there and i just don't know the geography enough to know if there's any towns between new orleans and where gwen is that yara would even remotely consider living in yeah i'm very ignorant of louisiana but it I could just, all be it, swamp it just... swamp wood they, they should have discussed that, though. And then it was even crazier that Gwen said she bought property to be clo- close closer to Yara and Joby so she could help. By the way, Joby and Yara rent. So that's just crazy in and of itself. It sounds like these people just don't communicate. Like, hey, we might be moving to Florida. Maybe you shouldn't buy property. But Yara's like, well, you know, Milo's going to be in school soon. So we don't need you anymore, Gwen. See you later. Going to Florida. <laughs> that was so mean. <laughs> Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? You could be on what? the beach in Florida. What's the problem? Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean if, the, the, if, if you're, I don't know. I don't, it sounds bad on paper, but I just don't really buy this, this drama with Gwen because Jovi has to have told her a thousand times that Yara fucking hates Louisiana and there's no way that Gwen should have not known that they wouldn't be there forever. You know what I mean? I yeah. just, I don't know. It's weird. It's, if I, if I told my mom, I fucking hate clearing snow all the time. And then she buys a house down the street. I don't know if I would feel like it was my fault if i wanted to go back to the place where there's sun and heat (laughs) um we we do we do get some kind of discourse around the the florida or sorry the property that yara wanted to buy in Prague, and ed is just like infuriating during the segment he's saying that they should like they should have never Control gotten married. Control your woman. 
Yeah, really gross stuff. Like, well, it's Joby's fault that he can't. You need to be a man and be able to control your family. This is just it's so hard. Red pill be, shit. It's so hard being a woman. There's all these double standards. Joby, why are you such a fucking pussy? Control your woman. She he calls Joby a pussy like sixteen times. He he contradicts himself. It's so irritating, and nobody's really listening to him. But Liz also then says, well, it looks like it sounds like you're looking for an escape route. <laughs> you're always like, I don't need an escape route. If I, I want to divorce pre- Joby, I'll yeah. be like, bye. I'll just and divorce him. I'll take I'll divorce him and take half his buddy. It's not hard. I think that yeah. Liz, Liz might have been a, a projecting a little bit because she might literally need an escape fucking Cessna. Well, how how many times does Liz say like later on, oh, yeah, I'm so glad that I have my own apartment and I'm not dependent on Ed because yeah. like, where would I go? It's like, yes, Liz, yes, that's the, that point. Is the lesson. <laughs> he wanted to control you. Correct. But oh, it's so frustrating. She did mention she was working or she was going to go back and work really hard. So I'm like, thank God that you still have a freaking job. Um so yeah, I don't know. That was this. This could all be just solved so easily with some childcare and invest. I don't know. The whole Prague real estate thing just doesn't pass the smell test for me. And um, the Florida thing sounds like it will probably happen. Is, uh, is Symphony bummer. is Symphony the one that got arrested for selling meth? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It might. Th- I, I don't, don't think. It, I don't think it was her. The other chick that they have the flashback. One of Yara's fake allegedly. Friends. Well, allegedly. look, she's been arrested and charged. Yeah, I mean, innocent until proven guilty. But uh, apparently, she was like <laughs> selling hardcore drugs. Yeah, hardcore. I mean, that was a rent a friend, right? Uh, Symphony looks looks healthy um okay i i mean i just can't i don't i what do she's i know not actively uh, in the process of dying <laughs> what <laughs> she looks healthy <laughs> i mean i'm just saying she doesn't it doesn't appear that she's doing math she no, has all her teeth much, so. you know she does yeah. she does they're very white uh jovi is saying he doesn't like again symphony's influence uh and symphony thinks that joby just doesn't like that she's a single mom and yara sees that she could do things on her own and she should have a backup plan uh it's all this influence so kyle's it people influencing yara i mean i i I agree with symphony i think that you think she should have a backup plan well i don't not necessarily but I think that's why Jovi is uncomfortable around her, assuming that she's an actual real friend. She she sees that she's making it work as a single mom. And let's be real. I think Yara definitely could, too. It'd be a pain yeah. in the ass. But uh, she could figure it out. And Jovi is uncomfortable with that. I think that um, while a lot of the time that about specific fights that they have he's probably in the right because yara also is is just kind of weird about the way she approaches things sometimes ultimately i think jovi's motivation isn't that much far off from Bilal. he's just better at masking the the real thing he he's a very traditional guy and 
if that works in your marriage, fine. He married someone a little bit more independent and non-traditional. And I think that he wants to try to rein that in, I think is the reality. And so when he's like, you're a bad influence, it's, it's insulting because it just makes Yara sound like she's as dumb as Shida. Shida is easily influenced. And whereas with Yara, like when Jovi says she's easily influenced, he's, he's calling her stupid when she's just not. Yeah. Yeah. I, nobody would claim, I think that Yara's dumb. I, yeah. Um, I think this is the point where we have the mutiny against Ed <laughs> because Ed, Ed's take is you both, you should have never gotten married instead of, you know, you Yara and Jovi shouldn't have gotten married. Jovi's the provider. He doesn't know how to manage his family. He's not man enough to manage his family. He's a pussy. He says that several times. And Jovi's finally like pretty calmly. He's like, shut up, Ed. You're an idiot. And Jenny gets really upset. But why? <laughs> I think why she's, does Jenny get so upset? She's just seen enough. It's It's like... You're coming after everyone, and I don't understand the type. This is the type of person that almost none of these people would ever have in their life. You know, I, I can't imagine being friends with someone like Ed. And so this is really, I think, the first time that some that people like Jenny in particular, who are very low-key and, and I think kind of passive, um, these people are not forced to interact with people like Ed ever. If they run yeah. into if they run into someone like him, they're like, "Okay, bye." And they just never would talk to them again, right? They they can't escape right now. And so I think Jenny just loses it a little bit. I mean, it, she doesn't say anything wrong, obviously, and everyone's team Jenny and we're all proud of her, but <laughs> this is um she never has to deal with a person like this. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It It was funny later, too. Kimberly said, Jenny's very namaste, and she just loses her shit on Ed. Ed, like, what does she even say? She's like, shut up, shut up. Just keeps <laughs> telling him to sh- <laughs> Anyway, um, Everybody hates Ed so much. It's so clear. And later on, Ed says, well, everybody was coming after me. I'm like, actually, nobody was really coming after you. And he also makes the comment that Liz, he said, like, Liz was, um, instead of supporting me, was trying to bury me all day or something. like. I'm like, we didn't see Liz say a single thing against you this entire second day. She essentially. I can remember. It, she she essentially pretended that he didn't exist. And if she had advice to give people, it it, it didn't have anything to do with Ed. Um, again, I think that this was... I, I actually do have some hope that Ed is done with the franchise. And I look, I wouldn't put it past TLC at all to bring him back. But the way that the rest of the cast reacted to him was so different than the way they reacted to Angela. With An- right. with Angela, it was like palpable, the tension at first, and there was drama, 
and there was you know back and then there was there was a this sort of weird angela redemption arc they were trying to push she was involved in different ways throughout the whole thing but other than the fact that it's just angela and she's triggering and she's just a terrible person she wasn't oppressive after the first episode with ed after the beginning of the first episode with with ed he's just lingering around it's so clear that he's trying to start shit but it's not working it just didn't work he didn't gel like the 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 drama didn't play out in an interesting way and by the end whenever he chimes in they're so disgusted with him that they don't engage and that's what tlc wants they want they want engagement between the people and he's so ridiculous and gross and hypocritical and so transparently projecting onto everyone else even andre is just like ed shut up and just they just (laughs) they just ignore him and um he's a pest and it's just not entertaining yeah that that's you're very you're very right like nobody is actually engaging with ed at all especially on stage they're basically just telling him to shut up like the his takes are so bad you don't even really need a rebuttal it's just like go away you're like a fly buzzing around trying to make we know exactly what you're doing Um, the only person that actually tries to engage him is jovi at the party and then ed doesn't want to (laughs) talk Yeah, only if it's positive. Only only if it's positive, Jovi. What can you possibly say positive about you? (laughs) I know, nothing. We are the real Brady Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg and uh, who were you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of the Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why the Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are the real Brady Bros. So apparently we have, you know, hit the point where we need content so badly we have to have a second after party at the same exact location and everybody, you can tell, is just... These people are over it. They are so tired. They're at the same bar. I mean, what what happens at this after party? Not not a whole, people are exhausted. There's not a whole lot going on. Um, Joby tries to talk to Ed. It doesn't last but two seconds. Ed goes into a corner, five feet away from Jovi, and then like Jen, Jenny, Liz, Kimberly. They kind of sit down in a different corner and have a long conversation. But this is so frustrating because Liz is talking shit now, but we all can see that she totally expected to go with Ed immediately the next morning. Right. Because until Ed texts the producer and says, change your plane ticket, she's not coming with me to Boston. She was planning on going to Boston and she cries when he asked them to change her ticket. So we can tell this is just like, I don't know, this is just lip service she's given right now. It's really frustrating. I I wonder if the reason she was so emotional about it is like, after all that, he's still trying to abuse and manipulate me and leave me here. And I, I feel like she probably wanted to be the one to tell him to go fuck himself. And, and he's yeah. like, 
trying to take the initiative by making this text and I don't know. It's but you're right in that did she plan to continue on to Boston with with him even after all of this? I'm not sure, but him being the one to to send that text, I think really pissed her off. I get I mean, I understand why. It's just I don't know. I don't know why she even gives him the time of day or even speaks to him at all. Yeah, it's it's just really frustrating that I feel like she expected Ed to beg her to go to Boston and But that's not his MO. It never has been. He always uses abuse and manipulation to get his way, not and fake ass apologies the bef- that last 10 minutes before he does something else shitty. No, I know. That's why I'm like why would she think that he would ever do that? I just like Kimberly's advice is terrible. Kimberly's advice is like, go in there and make a scene and throw a drink. And while you're looking hot, you say, fuck you, man. And like walk out and you're done because that's what she would literally do with Usman. That's she's throwing milkshakes and wine all over the place. (laughs) So bad. But like Liz is never going to do that. So what are we doing here? I mean, She's totally – what do you think Liz and, and Kimberly's relationship is like once they're back in San Diego? Do they hang out or is Liz like, no. yeah, I'm going to go back to Ed? No, so. they don't hang out at all. And we know that Liz is still – I don't. There, there's debate on if Liz and Ed are actually together. They were spotted, but yeah, I don't know. But ultimately, it seems like they're still hanging out and at least still friends. So how could Kimberly be – friends with Liz if she's still hanging out with that with fucking Mucinex man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good question. You got um, a brother. I want to explore uh, tonight. I want to explore. Mm. We watch we also watch Bilal defend Ed again saying hurt people hurt people. And Shida's like, yeah, Liz needs to leave. Um, but uh, that was just was like, all right, great take. And then we um, get the uh, power bike and how's everyone's sex life conversation, which Jenny, Jenny is so uncomfortable. <laughs> she's like, she's, uh, you know, he, he's, he's good. He's great for me. Uh, sex is good. Okay. I got the juices. You gotta blow them. It's got the juice. I got juice. You just gotta play with uh oh. Oh no. Look, Liz, you fucking cry or something when you have sex with Ed. Oof, oof. It's so gross. I just mm, peak H E A right Uh, here. Peak H E A. Yeah. This this kind of like. It embodies HEA. <laughs> How cringy it is. I I kind of gained more respect for Jenny in that she didn't bite and she was so uncomfortable. And she's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. This is where Liz lets everybody know that she's getting her vanity plate soon. And they say, Big Ed's girl. Uh-huh. I would get those changed ASAP. Or just just get rid of your car. Whatever's Burn easiest. Burn your car. Just, Burn it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, um, something just occurred to me. <clears throat> this tell-all is six hours long. Yeah. 
I kind of blame all of you guys that watched the leak a couple years ago for this. <laughs> we did say. Because you're all, all of you say. fucking people that were like, 10 hours, it was awesome. This was, I, I loved every second of 10 hours. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> That's true. Touche. <laughs> I mean, we we were so desperate to fill up these two hours that we get twenty minutes of peep of Big Ed packing up his room, talking about his thirteen thousand dollar engagement ring. Nobody believes that, Ed. And then we see people leaving the hotel in the morning. Nobody wants to watch this. I mean, why? I just Kim and Angela having a ten minute heart-to-heart, woman-to-woman talk about whose man is the biggest scammer or something. I don't know. It's really bad. I And we see, like, Liz again, like, in the, the next morning, We this is, this is why I call frauden. Liz says she's pissed that Ed isn't going back to San Diego with her, that they had agreed to go home to San Diego with her. I'm like, when did you agree on this? Before the tell-all? After the first day of the tell-all? After, you know, Big Ed told the producer that he should change Liz's flight? Which, by the way, shouldn't the producer, like, wait for Liz to tell them what she wants to do like why are you taking orders from ed did you read the the text message that ed sent about pepto-bismol no please no so please tell me they they show liz's phone when she's reading this text this group text to her and the producers and you know it says you know blah blah blah. i don't want liz book the flight whatever we know that one but if you if you pause and look at the previous text it's ed demanding and this is in a group text to the producers and liz it's ed asking for two small bottles of pink pepto-bismol to be in the green room What? What is wrong with this guy's digestion? Why do you need two small bottles? Is does he need? Is he gonna take one with him on the plane to Boston or something? (laughs) So weird. Also, are ever is that all the other cast members making weird requests like this? You probably, you probably. I'm sure the producer, like they're gonna be there for like two fucking days filming. They probably do have to ask them. Hey, do you need like any kind of over-the-counter meds to so that you don't die backstage i don't know (laughs) dear god i mean again why is this guy drinking so much pepto-bismol i would ask for whiskey and 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 tums you know if i was back there (laughs) they are like i would not be able to sit for that long for two straight days i honestly wouldn't be able to i would have to walk around at some point kim like, I've, I, I would be i would be fine i've trained my entire life for something like that <laughs> this is like what we were talking about how you train for everest this tell-all I'm, I'm so fucking ready to sit for eight hours for two days i'd be a goddamn champion the only thing we really see the next morning that's notable is that like Jovi is mad at Yara and Yara's trying to joke with him about the swamp and alligators outside waiting for the Uber. 
and Yara's and Joby's like you not happy. Yet. He's really pissed. to me. He Jovi just kind of blames Yara for everything that goes wrong in their life in general. And it seems like yeah. Yara's in a decent mood and he's just really butthurt about everything. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, she should have probably apologized. She 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 laughed at a lot of inappropriate stuff around the friends, but I just assumed that was all fake for TV. And I could, I, you know, I, I could believe, so Yara claimed that she didn't really understand what her friends were saying. And I believe that. Yeah. Saying out of their league is an American expression. I could, I could believe that she didn't get that they were shitting on him, but yeah, she doesn't understand baseball. Why would she? It's anyway. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I don't know. And then things just like, just end, it just ends. except An- <laughs> Angela threatens to file for divorce, but that doesn't mean she's going to sign. Because that's what and you so do. This- <laughs> that, uh, should all of should everyone just file for divorce and just keep those papers around? <laughs> you just because oh then you can just sign and then you're done right there. <laughs> you just keep them. They should give you the divorce papers when you get married, and then you just sign them <laughs> when you're ready. Why not? This means though they're setting her up for another season, right? Because yeah. You know, she's teasing it. Oh, and she's going to have to fly to Nigeria so that he'll sign it. I just... Because like, there's no I way, just, there's no how, there's no technology available that would solve this, this age-old problem of signing documents uh, in another place. Well, they're not married in America, so how does she <laughs> file for divorce? She has to go to Nigeria. How is she going to file go. for Nigeria divorce? Like, good, well, obviously she has to fly there. Angela. She has to fly yeah. there and deal with it in person. I, I'm sure she'll hire a very young and handsome male translator for her to navigate the bureaucracy in Nigeria in order to file. Bilal's, uh, Bilal's, I'm just... Bilal's manipulation is still working on Shida. He wants to blow a load in her with roses and chocolate, and she's all Twitter pated about it uh, for ten minutes until she the real she's until pregnant the, in the morning. I know until the the real Bilal will be back very soon, and um, yeah, the cycle continues, and that's really the theme of HEA. The cycle continues. <laughs> the end. The end. Uh, Thank, thanks for every everybody for listening. Kyle and I could not be more excited that Toe is starting next week. We are so excited. So excited. Uh, thank God that this is over. I think we've all had enough. And I just want to see this old woman fall off a donkey. I don't even remember <laughs> what country they're in. I don't even care. I think it, it might be Ecuador. It might be Egypt. I literally have no recollection, but it's going to be better than eight hours of tell all of HEA. I am so pumped for it. It's going to be great. Someone asked a really good question in our group, and that is <laughs> who was this for? <laughs> I think you nailed it, Kyle. I think two or three years ago, whenever it was that we had the tell all leak, and I was like, they should just release all this footage. That's when we had David. And Usman, I feel like the two of them were talking about really weird shit. And a lot of people were, look, we were just excited because it's a leak and it's stuff that they didn't want us to see. Um, But I do think that's where this came from. I think you nailed it. And it is, it's our fault. I think it's a combination of that and 
how much buzz the love is blind after parties generate. I think they looked at that and said, yeah, we should totally get them all drunk. That would be awesome. Right. And I just, the the parties, like, I don't know. It's just maybe the format actually isn't bad, but you can't have these people. You can't, you can't take a format and shove the worst people that everyone hates and is sick of seeing. In, it's a square peg round hole thing. And um, maybe if they had gotten the cast of Before the 90 Days wasted uh, with like Gino and Jasmine just fucking that been fun. absolutely shit faced in Times Square with little incel Mike, that would might have been maybe that would have been entertaining. But man, yeah. I, it didn't work, and honestly, I think it could have worked with a more likable cast that were like Gino and Jack. What you just described, I would probably watch six hours of that. But it's still not. People are over the seat. That's why I don't think TLC is hearing from everyone. HEA six months is too much. It's too much. This Way should be a much. one hour show for a couple months, or it should be like on Monday night. This is, you know, from the ratings, you know, this, this is not the show that you want in your highlight, your prime premiere spot on Sunday night. We want before the 90, we want toe and maybe a little bit of classic 90 day. But even that, like people really want before the 90. That's what we want. HEA should have been relegated to a web series the minute that Discovery Plus launched. It really should have. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It should be well, something we talk about in Everdance for 10 minutes. I I agree. Hopefully we won't see much more of it. Um, you know, I just fingers crossed. We're getting toe. I'm focused on the next thing. Excited about it. Optimistic We're get going there next forward. Week. <laughs> yeah, optimism yes. going forward. Um, if <laughs> yeah. you want uh, a podcast that's Twice as long when we talk about super, super fun shows, you can go to realitycraycray.com, five bucks, sign up for our premium content. We're covering Love Without Borders. We tried Milf Manor. It was so bad that we will never talk about that again, but it was, it was, it was fun to shit on it. And we got Darcy and Stacy coming up, brother husbands, Yay. all sorts of absurd content is over on our premium feed at realitycraycray.com. Go over there, sign up. It's really quick. It's super easy. And you get access to our Facebook group where lots of, lots of fun discussions happen. And no ads. Nope. None of those. Thanks for listening, everybody. Wrapping up HEA Season 7. Cannot wait for next week. We'll talk to you then. Bye.